Hello and welcome to Stories from the Crisper Drawer. This is Season 4, Episode 6, Hot Pastrami and Mustard with a Side of Pickles. Sorry for the late uh, recording and upload of this. This is happening on Wednesday, February 17th, which uh, there is a Nintendo Direct coming out today. So I will be potentially watching that if I'm able to. Might be busy. Needless to say, let's record this. Um, the weekend was pretty rough. Uh, I, actually, let me take that back. It wasn't super rough. I just was really out of it. Tired and just didn't get around to recording this. And then I said, well, I'll do it now. And I read some things yesterday that I thought, ah, I should add it to the podcast. But uh, no, I'm going to push that back to Saturday, to this Saturday's recording. Because I said, ah, I don't have enough time to, to think about that. And like develop proper positioning and research the topics. So I'm just pushing that back. So today's mostly... Something else to talk about video ga- video gaming. So, no problem. Of course, as soon as I start recording, I get this little dust coughs. Go all day. <laughs> Never have them. As soon as I talk in front of a microphone, boom, got to have them. Okay, so let's see. What do we got? Um, oh, yes. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. I was uh, getting close to finishing off all the uh, little objectives, such as beating the... Um, I completed every, uh, the Ballad of the Champion stuff, got the Master Cycle, um, but I still hadn't beaten the, um, what's it called, uh, the Master Sword Trials, like the final phase of it. Boy, I don't know how many times I went through those, but, oh, that was tough, that was tough. Very hard. The last, the final thing. The first one I kind of screwed up a few times when when I first did it and died. Second one, eh. Maybe he had one or two deaths going through it, but then did pretty well. The third one, oh, just aggravating. Really down to the wire at the end of that. Like, literally the last floor or a room was, yeah, last floor, was just, oh, oh my goodness, I'm barely going to make it. Am I going to make it? I'm just going to make it. I hope there's nothing after this floor. And bam, it was like the end of it. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Because I went into the final trial completely blind. Like, I'm, I... I went into all of them blind. I didn't bother looking up a walkthrough on how to do that. I'm just like, I'll just do them and see what I want to do. And I can say the randomness of the food and item drops can be annoying as hell. I mean, you're going to get the same weapons each floor that is uh, normally placed there. But what could be in chests and what could be in um, crates and stuff is so very different. Like, I was down to almost having... Like, one bow left and almost no arrows. Or, actually, I had a lot of bows, but I had, like, like ten arrows left in total. Whew, down to the wire. I just, like... And that was my main tactic, was using bows. Because you, you don't have, uh, until the final area, you really don't have any armor to really speak of. Um, yes, you get, uh, uh, after the first few levels, you get um, a... You get pants that give you three armor, and then you get a shirt later on that gives you another three armor. So you only got six armor, versus if you're in the main late game with um, a full set of uh, clothes completely armored up. So you got 28 for your head, 28 or 32 if you're using the the uh, champion tunic, and then you've got another 28 for your pants. Like that's a considerable amount of armor you're sitting on, and yet in uh, that you get like eh, you might get a hat as well you might be up to nine by the final floors so that's really tough but oh it was so rewarding to finally get around and just be get to the end and be like i'm done i'm done just like couldn't believe it just snap that was just 
so euphoric and so great. And <clears throat> credit to Nintendo and their got their developing team for that game of just making it that way. I hope that the next. Uh, I do like the weapon system in uh, Breath of the Wild. I just wish that uh, the degradation wasn't so quick. Quick, like yeah, I wish it was um, took a lot longer to do. I feel it would make the game a little bit better. Although your huge slots, like I'm carrying around right now, like tons of the same weapon. Like it's max. I've maxed out everything, uh, all my slots uh, and all my storage space capacity for shields, bows, and uh, main weapons. So I maxed out on that, um, and just like everything I'm carrying around is just large, and I avoid using a lot of it. And I wish there was ways that you could restore them. I know there's ways that you can take rusted stuff and throw it to um, uh, Octorox, and they can polish it for you, which is cool, but you don't always, like, you're taking a 5 or a 6 damage item, and you may get a 20 out of it, but now you're carrying space, which means while you're trying to do that, if you come across anything that's like, nope, I'm not going to... Uh, let you get by without fighting me. You know, you got to expend a better item to get through it. But, yeah, it's the uh, trade-off in the game, and I don't blame it for it. It's a little, like, if they could increase it, like, maybe 40% longer life of some of the weapons, just by general, not with all, the, not with the enhanced durability stats, like that, but just 40% longer for everything, I think it would have been a little bit better. Uh... But I understand why the guys did it the way they did at Nintendo, and um, you know, I'm not 100% on board with it, but it works, so, and it's a fun game, so I'm not going to say much more than that. Uh, then been playing some more uh, Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild, um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, getting really close to the end of that. And man, uh, every once in a while you get to a point where you get far enough, and then you feel like, oh, I'm in a grind again. I'm in a grind again. I'm g- I gotta grind for this shit again. And it just feels, oh, why am I doing this? But really, a lot of that stuff isn't too hard. Um, I mean, one of the problems with me is, uh, when I've been playing it, I mostly use Link for any of the challenges, just to get him far ahead. He's at, I'm at level 82 with him in the game. So, when there is a mission that requires other characters um, to be at a certain level, I have to spend a lot of my rupees upgrading their weapons and uh, training them them at the uh, training field, which isn't too bad. And normally everything's relatively close, besides from Link being very far out ahead. And with the ability to buy food, that could increase the... Increase XP by 10% per level. That does, that also helps a lot. So, yeah, trade-off. But, man, it's uh, it's fun. And uh, going back and realizing that there are, like, how to say this, um, when you need certain enemy trophies or, like, kill counts for them, sometimes playing harder levels doesn't make the most sense. Sometimes I, I just... We'll go through and all of a sudden just find like, oh, that's a that's a mission that would really pay off quickly. And you do it once and you're like, wow, everything I need is in this mission. If I do it two times, it's a relatively easy mission. I can upgrade everybody. I can get all the stuff I need to do all the upgrades in the area. 
and this is after you spent time running around through various other uh, locations, other missions, and it's like, oh, I've only got one of him, and it was a huge fight, and it was hard, and then you find the one that really works for you, you, and you're just amazed, and you're just confused. Why did you not see this one earlier? That's what happened to me yesterday. Uh, there was one level that you have to be 25, one training mission you have to be 25 uh, at to do, which all my characters are above. All my characters are 57 and higher. And I needed Hinox and uh, and Lionel. Um, Lionel uh, counts. And I, I just, I had been doing all these ones, and they maybe had one of one and one of the other, or they were very tough missions that were down to the wire. And then all of a sudden I find this one. It's just, oh, everything's here. And I also need Moblin trophies, and there's tons of Moblins on this level. Frick, I'll play this level multiple times over and over again. And it's a fun level, because for characters I don't have as much experience playing in, it's a good level to get used to their combos and get their, uh, you know, their timing and rhythm down. So the replayability is just a lot better than I'd think. And I'm only playing on normal. I am not uh, playing on hard or any of the other difficulties, so I'll have to do some of those later. But yeah, I mean, you get grind. it comes to the grind which is what I'm at right now, but it's not annoying. It's very well uh, very well executed by the uh, guys who developed that one, by, uh, by Koei Tecmo and their team that uh, developed it. Like it's, They've definitely tweaked the knobs from the first Hyrule Warriors and fit it into the Breath of the Wild universe, and they did it pretty good, like... There might be a few knobs I'd I'd literally change maybe one position, maybe two. So instead of it being at a four, I might make it a five or a six. It's bring it back, maybe a seven or maybe it's at nine and bring it back to an eight or something like that. Like very minute adjustments. Heck, maybe there's some that are at eight and I'd be like eight point two would be perfect. So that's how it feels. It's very polished, very fun to play, and just great. And uh, speaking of which, there was an article about River City Ransom, like. Uh, it being one of the best open world games uh, <laughs> you get lost in. I would say, considering I've been playing that game for a few, uh, for many years, um, going all the way back to a friend from elementary school from grade one who had it. Yeah. It's a fun game. You definitely can get lost in it. And it's relatively small. Um, if you're going to do a quick run of it, you can probably do it in about an hour without needing to really grind or get into a fight but there's other times where you definitely could get into a grind get into a fight and just be exhausted by it or if you're going oh i want to buy everything oh you can totally get into a an avalanche of work going that and buying like the best food and upgrading your stats the best way oh there is so much and if you're playing it blind and you're just buying whatever you can to figure stuff out you can you can spend a lot of time figuring out the ideal way to play your character. If you're playing with a strategy guide, it's way easier. Um, But I just saw that and I'm like, that's cute. I like that. I guess cute is wrong words, but it's cool that it's being remembered uh, again. I just wish that, uh, you know, like River City Ransom, and then we've got uh, River City Rumble, which is an offshoot of it, and then you've got River City Girls, 
which is another offshoot, but more faithful to the uh, source material than River City uh, Rumble. Kind of wish that there was more. Um, uh, what's the word? Like more of the stuff that were in Japan came over to Canada, or more accessible in North America. And then we've got uh, Super Mario Bros. 3D World with Bowser's Fury came out on the Switch. Um, I thought it was going to be later this week. It turns out it was like Friday last week. <laughs> using the word like all the time. I listened to the last recording. I realized I was using it all the freaking time, and I was not happy about that. So I'm trying to avoid using it again. <sighs> so I wish I had known it was coming out a little bit earlier. I, I That's on me. I should have known. It was probably Friday or mid last week. Um, maybe on the 12th. Knowing Nintendo, um, that would make total sense. They usually use, um, yeah, they usually use the 12th as their, their start of the week. So, eh. Wish I'd known about it. Um, I never played the original Super Mario 3D, which um, was a Wii U title exclusively. Which was a Wii U title. Never played it. Um, I guess I just, like, I had Super, the new Super Mario Bros. for the Wii, which me and a friend have played through. Never finished that. Boy, when there were play sessions when me and my buddies were playing it, it, was, it basically fell into laughing all the time. But um, what can I say? You laugh at it when you laugh at it, and it was just a really fun, fun game. This one, I'll say, I wish I'd played it. Although saying that, I wish I'd played it. I probably wouldn't have picked it up as quickly because I probably would have played the Wii U one. I thought, well, uh, I don't know what Bowser's Fury's got. I haven't even stepped into that to that mode yet, so I probably would have been more hesitant to buy it. Probably would have searched for it on a sale um, or a deal. If Nintendo releases uh, Switches with that game packaged with it. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, that would have been um, that would have been a good call, good call by Nintendo, because uh, it's an inviting game. I mean, Super Mario Odyssey is also a very fun game. So was Breath of the Wild. Like a lot of Nintendo's first party stuff is really good. But um, yeah, I guess uh, if I had played it on the Wii U and then bought it for the Switch and played it just for the as a Fury. Then I could give an accurate assessment saying, is Bowser's Fury worth it or not? The fact that I'm only on the third world of um, of the main game, haven't unlocked too much, just playing through it as best I can for fun, and it's 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 not it's it's very fun. It's not stressful at all. It's a very just rel- even though it's a Mario game, it's actually surprisingly relaxing. It's oh, I'm right down to the wire. Where the f- did this happen? I'm not getting stressed or angry at it. Like, oh, some games you can just get really pissed off at them. Uh, or you can come across and and just by, uh, you know, the uh, random nature of the game, something could happen that just pisses you off or, like, you just get killed in one second and there was no way to avoid it. And it's, uh, that's annoying. What can you say? That is very annoying. Especially when it keeps happening and you think, okay, well, this time I'm going to go in there. And I know it's, this is what's probably going to happen, so I'm going to pray for this. And then you try to dodge it and it's something else that you maybe had seen before you forget about because you were so hung up on that one thing, getting past that one single segment, and you're just 
then you die again, and you're getting more and more frustrated. That's happened to me on um on one of the uh on on the Super Mario Bros. We um happened to me on one of the levels in that game. But uh, we shall not speak of that. That being said, that level actually we will speak of that. That level when I'm playing on multiplayer is a joy to play. On single player, I hated that level. And the thing is, I, I can only remember, like, I've only played the game a few times. So that level, I, more often than not, I played it with other people, so it's less of an issue. It was one of the ice levels, I know that. It was, um, yeah, it was definitely one of the ice levels, and it was getting one of the coins in one of the ice levels. It was just, you have to do something so right, and I usually would just F up, or I'd go find it, and then to prepare, I'd do something stupid, and it's just, uh the game is still, that game was still fun. haven't played it super much recently. I haven't even pulled out my Wii or Wii U for a while. Kind of disappointing. I still have to get, like, the last two chapters of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X done. Hmm. So, Super Bowl 55. Uh, uh, that was a, that was a, who would have thought that was going to happen? I mean, the betting... The betting ring definitely assumed more on Mahomes was going to win. Um, cool flyover, by the way. Uh, a B1, a B2, and a B53 combined. Uh, B52. I mean, I said B53. Combined, that equals 55, which was cool by the Air Force. Also, just a display of America's um, bomber air power, still capable of uh, going anywhere and dropping anything. Uh, the game was just. Eh. I wasn't super, like, the weekend for the halftime show, I know there's people who said it was good, people said it was bad. I was like, okay. Considering I, I've heard his songs, I didn't know it was his songs, and now I have a face to the songs. I'm like, eh, it wasn't too bad. Um, Definitely not as dynamic as some of the other ones that have been, but uh, it's understandable knowing the COVID situation and various other um, things that would happen, which is just part of part of our time right now so it's not fair to compare it to a regular super bowl because it was just him and he had said it was just going to be him um as the singer it was in his group um it wasn't going to be this huge ultra dynamic display which it wasn't it was it was tame i would say it wasn't over the wire i mean the thing has been there's been some crazy Super Bowls with some crazy um, just entertainment shows. Some have been good, some have been bad. But his was very much down the middle tame. And I can't really blame the NFL or the weekend for delivering that. I guess a meh doesn't sound that good, but it's better than a bad show. And if they couldn't... Uh, Literally, the only way to do an even better show is because you needed more people involved and more props and more stage development, which you can't do during COVID. It's like, okay, so a meh, okay show is probably what I wanted. And maybe the so-called great shows that we used to know from the old days, maybe that would, well, not old days, but from the past, um, maybe A, those logistically were challenging, maybe, and B, maybe they wouldn't have resonated with the audience. I don't know. It was a safe bet 
it was a safe go, and I can't blame the NFL for that. Apparently, the ratings were relatively low in the NFL. I think it was... <coughs> I don't know what that was about. <coughs> Probably politics were involved. I watched most of the pregame stuff, and it was like, okay, eh. Good, but not great. Nothing to write home about. Um, just meh how it is. Always got to have people involved who are just a little bit like, you don't need to be here. I understand this is a nas- like a national sporting event, but it's annoying. But if you want your extra 15 minutes of fame, fine, sure. Like. It's the NFL making their decision. They, it's their show. It's their their game. It's their event. They can say how to do it. I can say, eh, some things I wouldn't have done, but that's just me. I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just saying I wasn't particularly a fan, but I'm only one person. But who would have thought a blowout like that to Kansas City? I was listening to a few shows, um, Pat McAfee, um, Rich Eisen, uh, da- Patrick, it seems like what what they're all saying is like uh I've just used like multiple times there. It seems that San um Kansas City after barely beating the the uh Buccaneers in the regular season thought that that was the exact same team they're going to they were going to go up against the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers had learned from that loss and had obviously worked heavily to revamp their their team, made adjustments, figured out where ideally they should put their efforts on, and then just went and knew that was where they were going to go. And I don't think that um, Kansas City was prepared for that. Who would have thought Tom Brady, 43-year-old quarterback, has seven Super Bowl rings? In his career, he's been to the Super Bowl ten times. He's won seven times. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that in his first year in a new team, especially during the COVID where they didn't have a proper preseason to train, and then like uh, had various other obstacles in their way of developing a new team? Yeah, they had a good coach and chink staff and a good support staff, but they still had like a lot of logistical issues to deal with. Who would have thought? A, they would get into the uh, into their championship. Their they only got in through wild card, but after the first three games of the season, he was not looking the same way. I mean, granted, he was playing for a new offense. He lost to Breeze by a blowout uh, the first time, and then he goes on, gets to the championship, uh, defeats New Orleans at New Orleans. Now, granted, Drew Breeze was not playing that well. He was definitely playing through injuries. But New Orleans just didn't seem to be ready for him. Then he goes to Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field, which, uh, I will say this, the Packers were a better, were definitely prepared for that game. Um, But Packers' defense seemed to get sloppy near the end. And I don't know if that, I could say it was desperation, I could say that there was overconfidence. There were some calls that were like, yeah, you could have you could have called that one back and not done anything. But it, but when you look at the whole of the game, really, would that call have changed too much? Not really. So they went and beat those two teams. They're two rivals. First of all, uh, in the regular season, the Buccaneers just destroyed Green Bay in a regular season game, which I was shocked by. I never thought that would happen. Been like uh, like that. A team that had had been having issues goes into Lambeau and. 
Well, no. Lambo came to them, and they just tore them a new one. Unbelievable. And then when they go to Lambo, it was a harder fight for sure. And credit to the Packers. They played very well. Very well. Um, hopefully they're in it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers getting the MVP for the season. He played very well. Good for him. Good for Aaron Rodgers to like the guy. Like the Green Bay Packers. But then you go to the Super Bowl. And you've been like 7-0. and You haven't lost a single game since your bye week. You are just going strong. And you go in, you face a team that's got one of the hottest quarterbacks in recent memory. He's been doing great. And he falls for the frickin' Brady curse that uh, Rich, that um, Russell Wilson fell for. Which was, first season, get to the playoffs, get eliminated in the divisional round. Second season, go to the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. Third season, go to the playoffs, get eliminated by Tom Brady. The fact that that's happened to two great quarterbacks. And the, the sad thing is, I and I'm not. I'm hoping that uh, both Russell Wilson get back to the Super Bowl at some point, and that. Um, uh, oh, geez, what's the other? And I hope that. Uh, my mind is in a mess up here. Um, oh, what's it? Uh, I'm hoping that um, Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs get back to the Super Bowl again. To win more of them. I don't want what was happening to Russell Wilson where he he's sort of been him and his team. They got so far and then partially ego, partially hey, I need to get paid was becoming a thing. So their team started to break apart. And then Russell's been playing with a depleted team where most of his good assets from those runs are now somewhere else. And I hope that doesn't happen to Patrick Mahomes, but it might have to. The salary cap's going to change. Um, you got a lot of big numbers and figures they got to move around, and you just may not be able to pay him. You may have to say to Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, one of you is going to have to go to another team, or Mahomes is going to have to take a pay cut. And that's the reality of football, and that seems to be Tom Brady's trick, is he knows when to be willing to take a pay cut. To uh, to keep good assets on their team. So we'll, we'll have to see in the upcoming season. I really hope Mahomes goes on, wins more Super Bowls. Um, hope he comes back from that great... Um, what do you say about Tom Brady? <laughs> Who would have believed it? <laughs> he's eyeing he's eyeing number eight, so he can tie Bill Belichick with the most amount of rings, but held by one person. And if he goes and wins eight... What then? What if he goes and wins nine? He goes to 12 Super Bowls, wins nine of them. What, what, what do you do? A 75% record. If he did that. How? He'd be f- if he did that in the next two years, he'd be 45 years old playing in the Super Bowl. He already set the record of oldest player in Super Bowl <laughs> uh, last time he went. Then he did it this year, which he said it again. What is this guy made of? And he brought f- free agents, Antonio Brown, Gronk- Rob Gronkowski, and Leonard Fournette. Rob who was Gronkowski, who was retired because had been beaten up. It wasn't the best of health two years ago. 
want to take some time off, which was good. And then he comes back to join Brady in the Buccaneers. Antonio Brown, who's had various issues on and off the field, both his ego and some other things that I'm not going to get into. And then Leonard Fournette, who was getting cut and basically hadn't had a chance to be himself in a while, and then all of a sudden comes back. He brings all them in. They're the only ones he throws touchdowns to. He develops a very good team. He's From what we've heard from the coaching staff in Tampa Bay, he is a mentor to them even. And he's just a tough competitor. Now, he's a great guy, but there are some things you have to say that are kind of annoying. How when he loses a game, he doesn't shake the other guy quarterback's hand. He just goes away. Now, there are stories, of course, that come out afterwards where he has personal phone calls with them afterwards and that he's so competitive in the moment that he just doesn't want to do it. And like, okay, there's a sportsmanship issue there, Brady, that you, uh, when you win, you want to shake the other guy's hand, but when you lose, you just go straight to the locker room. But you got to wonder if, uh, if sometimes it's more of a disappointment on himself of the loss versus the win. I don't know. Not him. Uh, so now on to uh, COVID. So cases are generally down. We're down 24% in cash in uh, cases in Alberta over the last four weeks. So it's sloping down. Now, of course, the government's trying to move the goalposts. Um, both the federal and the provincial governments are trying to move the goalposts to the new variants that are coming in from around the world. Both the UK, the, the UK, the African, um, African one, the Brazilian one, a few others from other places. They're trying to now make those a crisis point. And some of their predictions have been way off um, about like, oh, we'll have this many cases a day has never really happened. Like they put these huge models out there say, oh, this is what's going to be. And then it never gets there. Thank goodness it never gets there, by the way. I'd rather have the government proven wrong by the numbers being lower than they predicted. It's But it also, if they continuously get it wrong, you're thinking to yourself, do you know who you're talking to, who you're dealing with, what population you have? But this is a um, COVID itself is sort of a the coronavirus that create that creates the COVID nineteen disease is a new creature to the whole medical world, and we're still figuring things out. It's not going amazingly well, but it's not terrible either. Uh huh. But having restaurants active again, very nice. Went and had a few meals this week since uh, Alberta's been allowed to do it. It's been a nice change from the monotony of just eating at home or takeout. It's just, it's something, there's something special about it. And there are people who are still scared of this virus and still refuse to go out and eat. And so good for them if they don't want to and they, and, uh, they just want to stay locked indoors. It's fine. I don't criticize them. I criticize their ideas when they try to force it on other people. But if they're doing it themselves, like, ah, you can go out, but I'm not going to. And they don't come in here to and like, oh, you're going out for a meal? You're a bad person. As soon as that happens, you're like, back off. But if they're just like, eh, you're going to go out? Okay, fine. I'm just going to stay home. Don't want to really go out. Then you're like, eh, that's, that's you do you, you do, and I'll do me. But 
It looks like Moderna is preparing to ship around 20 million doses by some point. Um, they're saying in March we're going to get 1.2 to 2.2 million or something like that. Was, I think it's 1.2 million is what they're expected to ship by March, or by the start of March. And it's just like beginning of March is probably the better way. But, and that's, what, 136th of the Canadian population? Wow. Good job. So it's just yeah, three percent of the Canadian population getting a getting a vaccine, just fantastic. Stick getting the first shot of the vaccine. <sighs> now we should have some buildup before then. I I don't know what happened. Like there's something about how Justin Trudeau and the federal government is dealing with getting vaccines that. It's just going wrong, and there are other things that have happened in the last two days that I will say I'm not particularly happy with the federal government about, but again, I will leave that for the next program, which will be recorded Saturday. <sighs> but uh, the other thing is when these 1.2 million doses come in, how quickly will they be deployed and properly used? Will Pfizer be included in some of that? Will we get some Pfizer vaccines as well, a couple of hundred thousand of those during that time period? Or is it just like the wells dried up right now and we're waiting for the reservoir to fill with rainwater? Like what's uh, what's our numbers here, government? It seems like the companies are giving us more accurate numbers and the government's just, the feds are lost in the fog with us, which is not a good thing. And of course, now there's political posturing involving about these other projects, which I'll talk about. Uh, well, let's end it here. Um, season four, episode six, hot pastrami and mustard with a side of pickles, which is always a nice meal when you're in New York and you're able to go to Second Ave Deli. That was, uh, been there twice. Liked it a lot. Hopefully one day I can get back there. There. Hope they're sitting around, but they they seem to be have developed for a uh, take a good take up business. So I hope they're doing well in that. And gosh, the amount of businesses I hope they can come back at the end of COVID and just in general are astounding. And it's a sad fact that a good portion will not be coming back at all. And that's just eh. what can you do? What can you do? Well, yeah, that's about it. Let's end it there. Thank you all for tuning in and listening, and I will see you soon. Bye.